0: Are you a business owner, coach, author, speaker, or expert? Are you serious about moving out of the shadow and into the spotlight? If so, you're in the right place. Learn how to pitch the media to get high-level exposure to grow your business and your cause. So if you're ready to be featured in magazines, radio, podcasts, and on TV, and use your message to make more money, then this is the place for you. Welcome to More Than a Soundbite. Hello everybody, it's Stacia Crawford here from Stay Ready Media and we have a PR powerhouse with us today. We have Siobhan Nash. Yes, we have Siobhan Nash. She's definitely a PR pro. So we're here to give you tips and strategies on how to boost your business, increase your visibility so that you can make more money and grow your business. And of course, PR is definitely a way to do that. So let me tell you a little bit about Siobhan. Siobhan has over 10 years in the PR industry, and she is a senior manager at Golan. She's a writer and communication strategist whose goal is to make connections with media and audiences by sharing authentic relevant, and attention-worthy stories. Siobhan has done both general market and multicultural communications for brands such as Keebler, Hyatt, Wells Fargo, Walmart, McDonald's, Miller Lite, and Honda. We know those names, right? She has earned placements in top-tier outlets such as USA Today, ESPN's The Undefeated, Essence, Forbes, Sports Illustrated, and Black Enterprise. In a previous life, Siobhan worked as a production and writer's assistant in the television industry and was a fellow in the prestigious Guy Hanks and Marvin Miller screenwriting program at USC. She's a proud graduate of the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign, and she earned her master's from Syracuse University's Newhouse School of Public Communications. We should also mention that Siobhan is an adoring wife and a loving mother, Her baby girl is, well, she's got to be about four now. She's three and a half. Three and a Mm -hmm. half. And she's got another little bundle on the way. So we are so, so excited. Welcome, Siobhan. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today. happy to be here. I'm so excited when I reached out and you said, yes, I was just so excited because, you know, as you know, our our paths crossed many, many years ago. Um, not only professionally, but also personally. And so when I thought about having someone from the PR industry who could really help our listeners boost their brands, and PR is such an important part of that. And unfortunately, a lot of business owners don't really think about PR. They often think, oh, well, you know, I can market and advertise my business on social media, and that's really all I need. But they really need to understand the importance of having a comprehensive PR plan. Mm-hmm. Um, so tell us a little bit, let's let's start about your, your PR journey. So how yeah. in the world did you get hooked up into this
1: industry? Um, so this is, yeah, this is actually my second career, technically. So I started, as I said, as you said, in the TV business. And then uh, I moved back to Chicago in 2010. And I was kind of starting over. And I was trying to figure out what did I want to do from there. My my bachelor's degree was in advertising. Um, and it was like, not exactly. I like to write more. So um, I've learned, I figured out along the way that PR was writing. And it was like a good mix of advertising and writing, which I like to do. Um, and it's interesting, my undergrad at the time did not have a PR major. So I didn't know much about it until I went to Syracuse. Um, and there was a major for it there, but I was in a different major. So um, I kind of was doing a little bit of that anyway, I was like blogging a lot and I was doing social media and so it was a natural fit. And so I had been, um, funny looking for work for a while and I was at church one day and I was talking to this guy and he was like, so how's it going? And I was like, yeah, I'm still looking for work. And he was like, well, you know, my daughter, is the president of this agency, and if you want, I can like email you guys and get you guys together. And I was like, what? Please, you know. And so um, they didn't have anything available at the time, but we stayed in touch. And then around the holidays came up and they had a retail client. And if anybody knows anything about retail, holidays are insane for PR. So they needed an extra hand. So she brought me in as like a contractor on a short-term basis to see how it worked out. And I guess I did a good job because they kept me around and I was at that agency for almost five years. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. That is amazing. So, Mm -hmm. you know, there you all, you
0: hinted on how, those connections, those relationships, are so important. You know, Absolutely. I mean, that actually helped you get your foot in the door Absolutely. in PR. Just you know, from somebody that you went to church with. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes we do forget how important those nurturing nurturing those relationships are. Mm-hmm. And when the, then when they brought you in on a part time, but you know, even though they didn't have. A space for you, you kept in touch, right? You know, again, nurturing that relationship, staying in touch, and following up, mm-hmm. and then it opened up a whole new opportunity for you. Mm-hmm. So that really kind of helped you embark on a whole new career. Yeah, wow. Absolutely. And so, and that was ten years ago. That was ten years ago. Mm-hmm. So here you are now. I mean, since then you've been at what three other agencies?
1: Uh Two others. Yep. Two other
0: agencies. Mm-hmm. Okay, awesome. That is incredible. So. So, you know, PR is so important. And I think that um, you also mentioned that you, your undergrad, you you had studied advertising. Mm-hmm. And so when we hear about PR, we always hear those together. We hear PR, marketing, advertising. Yes. And those lines kind of get blurred. So yeah. help us out a little bit. So, like, what is PR and
1: how does that differ from advertising and marketing? So I would say advertising and PR are part of the marketing mix, what they call the marketing mix, where marketing is kind of like uh, – An overall strategy of how you want to enter a market, how you want to reach your customers, and which places you want to reach them. So, from advertising to billboards to online advertising to PR, what, and so they say um, advertising is what you say about yourself, and PR is what others say about you. Okay. And so, PR is more your reputation, it's more um, what is, you know, the third party person vouching for you whether it's media whether it's social media whether it's your customers you want to maintain a good communication with them at all times so that they kind of know what your message is how they experience you in stores as part of that how they experience you online as a part of that so all of that is a part of pr
0: okay okay so so
1: advertising is more you control the message you control what you're saying and and uh You control what you say and how you say it and where it shows up and what time it shows up and what show it's going to show up on. Right, Marketing, or sorry, PR, is you kind of put it out there what you want to be said about you and you hope that it's received that way and that others share that message for you on your behalf.
0: Oh, okay, okay, awesome.
1: So do you think that one carries more weight than the other, or? I think sometimes PR can carry more weight than advertising just because advertising is a paid medium and of course you're going to say you're the best you're it's it's you talking about yourself right whereas if uh a magazine that I trust is talking about this brand I'm going to take that word and say oh wow so Vogue really likes this mascara I'm going to try it or, right you know um Real Simple or Better Homes and Gardens talking about this cookie brand. Let me try it out and see if my kids like it. You know, it's more of like, because you kind of have more of an intimate relationship with the media that you consume than a brand sometimes. Okay, okay, yeah. So it's like, you know, we hear the saying,
0: advertising is what you pay for. PR is what you pray for. So it's like you want to yes. have, you know, that positive image with your customers mm-hmm. and, the, you know, people who come in contact with your product or your service on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's awesome. And that message is then coming from a trusted source. Right. Okay. That. that mm-hmm. Okay. That's great. So then, would you say that everybody needs PR, or who needs PR?
1: Um. So in a way, I would say everybody, because there's such a range of PR that um, you're. I don't think everybody needs like a full agency and a full you know to pay that kind of thing, but. PR is really kind of like what is your message? What do you want to communicate to your customers? And and being clear about that. And um, so I feel like everybody should have that. Any brand starting out from scratch or a legacy brand needs to understand what their message is and how to communicate it. Okay, that's awesome. So you said when you were doing advertising, it wasn't as much
0: writing. PR is a little bit more of the writing. And I've and you know and I mm-hmm. always tell our audience. Writing, writing, writing is key. It is so crucial in this industry. You just, I can't stress that enough. Um, And I know that you are an amazing writer. Even, you know, when I would read your blogs, I mean, the way it would just pull me in, you know, sometimes (laughs) it would really make me think. Other times it would really make me laugh. You know, I love your sense of humor. Thank you. Um, You really have a talent, a real knack for connecting with people even you know if it's subjects that I may not necessarily be well versed in by the time I'm done reading that blog I'm like I want to go learn more about it you know it's <laughs> like wow you know it really piqued my interest kind of opened this door a little bit so writing is essential mm-hmm. when you're talking about spreading you know and sharing your key message with your audience for mm-hmm. sure um, so as a PR specialist what
1: is a typical day like for you what do you spend your day doing oh it's Literally, and I know everybody says this, I'm sure, but it's that one no one day looks the same. So it can be um and it really depends on your practice. So some people are specializing like corporate PR, consumer PR, healthcare. So it's really executive visibility. So some people do PR to help CEOs specifically if they have a a speaking engagement. They're helping with their speech, they're helping with their LinkedIn posts and those types of things. Um and so for me. A typical day could be like, you know, monitoring if we have a campaign going on and we've been pitching media to see if anybody's picked it up, following up with media to say, and you know this, you would get all these emails. Hey, did you get my email? Just following up to see if you're interested in this story or that kind of thing. And then you might have a strategy plan for another client, you know, lots of status updates and calls with clients and team meetings to kind of brainstorm, okay, the client has these goals and, you know, for this product with this brand what's our strategy what's going to be our approach and then from there kind of like divide and conquer somebody's building a media list somebody's writing a press release or putting together a creative idea or a video or you know because we do have creative and PR as well so it's it's yeah it is actually starting to marry more together advertising and PR a lot of brands now want integrated plans because you have digital you have advertising and you have PR and they want it all to be kind of unified so you have what they call interagency teams. So we might work with a whole other ad agency or a whole other digital agency to put together a full plan for this client.
0: Okay. Oh, okay. So then so then it's so it wouldn't be where you may have a client and you are specifically working on that client's PR strategy. It's a whole team. So you're
1: okay. it depends on how much that client needs. Oh okay. some clients are very like, we just need PR for this thing, you know, so it could be a smaller budget and a smaller Approach, Whereas someone like McDonald's has agencies and full, you know, plans and full IAT processes where you have to kind of work together with different teams, different people and kind of, you know, synthesize and make something really work together for the for the clients. Okay, Mm -hmm. so
0: when a client comes to you and they want to engage with an agency, do they normally come to you or do you
1: go and you uh, you go out and pitch the client? Um, so that can be a mixed bag, especially for a larger agency. It's, it's relation, relationships, of course. So if you know if you have a, um, a friend who's like um, working on what we call the client side, like oh, a friend of mine works for, you know Comed. Let's see if they're looking for a new agency, just like take her out for lunch and like see what's going on if they're in the market for a new agency, or sometimes a client will put out what they call an RFP, a request for proposal. And that's when they're looking for a new agency. So then it's on you to pitch. It's like a job opening almost for an agency. Okay. So so you put together a whole new business idea, strategy. They kind of give you the guidelines of here's a sample idea. Give us your best pitch. Give us your best campaign for this. Okay. And so agencies will kind of go up and try to get that business.
0: Okay. So it works both ways. It does. Okay. That is pretty awesome. (laughs) Wow. Okay so um when you when we think of PR we, oft, we often you know nowadays we often think about social media so you all incorporate a lot of social media into your campaigns as well so mm-hmm. your PR encompasses not just uh, you know events or not just right. media but you know also social media
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, and what what other types of things would you incorporate when you say a PR because we often hear that <coughs> PR
1: strategy mm-hmm. So, yeah, the strategy can include, overall, it's like, what is our objective? Where are we trying to reach these people and how? And then that kind of dictates whether you're doing social. Sometimes maybe it's not important to that client or maybe it's not important to this campaign, but it's increasingly, there's definitely a, a digital strategy, whether it's just getting an influencer or having a whole campaign for the brand's Instagram page or something. Um, and then a media strategy, which is like, okay, how are we going to get media interested in this story? What are we going to do? Are we going to have a spokesperson? Are we going to offer interviews? Are we going to do a media day? Are we going to have an event? Are we going to have a conference? Like, you know, how are we going to engage media to get them to talk about what we want them to talk about here, get them interested? And then it could be a, um, a creative idea. I know, like, our McDonald's teams, won, they win lots of awards for, like, creative um, I don't know if you heard about the Big Mac uh, Mac coin thing. It was like a huge campaign a couple years ago, but they did, they created their own currency. And oh, they wow. worked with like all these different vendors and, 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 uh, what do you call them? The, the treasury board of, you know, to make sure that they were legally doing the right thing. It was oh, just wow. like such a huge to do, but yeah, it got it so much. Yeah, but it got so much attention and, you know, like the Mac coin, you could redeem it for a Big Mac or something. I, I don't know. I didn't work on the account, but I just know they won lots of awards for it. And there was like these coins that they were kind of having the office to say, like, you know, this is a big day. We're launching. So it was like a huge deal. Wow. Um, so it could be something as, as large scale as that or as small as like, we're just going to do a press release. We're going to send them, you know, we're going to send media some product samples for this new candy that we're launching and we're going to have a spokesperson do some phone interviews. You know, so okay. it, it literally could be a range of anything. Okay. So you can go from small to something really
0: elaborate and grand mm-hmm. and, and even the time span. I, I imagine when yeah. they engage you, they can say, oh, we want to do this for three months or, you know, it, we want to do this for a year. Exactly. you got exactly. to come up with that at the beginning of your, right. when you're in the development, developing the entire strategy.
1: Right. And that could be if it's a whole year campaign, it's like, okay, and, you know, in January, we're going to make sure we hit this. In March, we're going to piggyback on it's National Peanut Month. So we're the peanut board and we are going to do this. Or, you know, it kind of, you you play up whatever is timely, especially for PR because it's a news based kind of relationship with media. So they want to know what's relevant, what's important now, what does my audience care about this? So you kind of have to understand what's a priority for them and for your client and meet somewhere in the middle. Okay. Yeah, that's awesome because, you know, I, I always talk a lot with my
0: audience as well as my clients about that. It has to be timely. Yes. Um, you know, so let, let's talk about that for a minute. Then when you're talking about getting the media coverage, what are some of the most important things that you think are crucial in that PR plan when you want to get media coverage? What would you say Say, were some of the, say, the three top
1: um, relevancy, I think. Um, what, how are you, how is your product, your brand relevant to that audience? Like, make it plain for that reporter. They have 100 things to do. They have 100 pitches, and they don't need to think too hard on how to make your story work for their audience. So right. make it relevant. Um, assets. Give them things that they can use to build a story. A press release, high-res photos, um, a video asset like whatever links just give them things that they can use for their story and um I think those are the the top two for me and then maybe the third would be um a like something that resonates with the with that audience the the, audience and the the time of the timeliness I guess to your point like something that is appropriate for that time right because
0: that that journalist I mean like you said they're very busy they're being bombarded with phone calls and Mm -hmm. emails they're you know trying to shoot stories editing and it's a very changing fast-paced media landscape so you really have to get their attention and you have to get it right away yeah Um, you know I get people a lot of times you know when they find out I'm a news producer they say oh well you know I want to be on TV, and my first question is, well, why? Why? What's your message? (laughs) What is your story? Exactly. Um, You know, because a lot of people just don't simply get that. They think, well, you know, I'm a professional, you know, whatever, and this is what I do. And, yeah, people need to know about you, but they need to have a story that they can
1: connect with. You have to reach them Mm -hmm. on an emotional level. And you have to make them care. You have to make them care. A friend of mine is um, a stylist, and she was like, you know, she sent me a link. There was a woman who's a stylist who was on, I think, WGN, and she was like, how do I, how do I get to do that? And I'm, to your point, I'm like, you have to kind of make it relevant. And is it if if it's around February, do like Valentine's date night styling because that's the time of the year, or Black like History something because you have to make it relevant to what they're talking about in that moment. And a lot of these outlets. Um, I guess the online ones, they might have their editorial calendar available for you to see what they're going to be talking about throughout the year. Right. So in June, it might be their summer issue or, you know, so that you know what's coming and how can you fit your message into their editorial calendar? So it makes sense for them. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we, I always tell my clients that too, you know, editorial calendar
0: is so important because that helps you to know what they're working on Mm -hmm. and when they're going to be working on it. So, you know, don't come to me on February, February, 12th saying you want to pitch a Valentine's Day story. Too late. <laughs> you know? Too late. Absolutely. You know, uh-huh. you need to know what their lead time is, whether it's, you know, a television where, you know, maybe a local news station where they may be working three or four weeks in advance or a national magazine where they Ooh, might be working long. five or six months
1: right. in advance.
0: So, right. Um, you know, you have to definitely keep that in mind. You know, that's why it's called a strategy. It's a plan. It's mm-hmm. not something that you just, you know, shoot from the hip, you know, do a press release and shoot it out there to everybody Mm -hmm. because you know spray and pray as we call it right Um, because you know that it it simply doesn't work it has to be well thought out Mm -hmm. um, and developing those key messages like you mentioned at the beginning what is the message that you want to share exactly and you know and putting that out there Mm -hmm. so then how do you how do you get that media attention as a PR expert or even if you're say you know, a small business owner you may not have a big budget Mm -hmm. for a grand PR plan with a major agency how do you build those relationships with a journalist to get their attention? I mean do you just send them an email or do you show up at the station?
1: Mm -hmm. Sometimes um, we'll do what we call what they call desk sides and I know people hate that phrase so I won't say it often but it's kind of like um, a short meeting where it's basically building the relationship to say like, hey, I am, um, uh, you know, I'm here, I'm writing you on behalf of such and such, and they have some great stuff going on, and we'd love to be able to just kind of meet with you for 15 minutes and tell you what they're doing and to see, you know, how we can kind of work together in the future um, if, you know, if they have time for you. Obviously, it's like it can be hard to do that, but that's another way where sometimes you can kind of get a foot in the door and open the possibility of coverage down the line but just building the relationship to say like I'm a new beauty brand you know we're just getting off the ground we have some good stuff coming and I'm not doing a whole PR launch now but I would love to just kind of you know build a relationship with you and um, tell you you know keep the door open so that once we're ready to launch I can kind of send you everything that we have going on or you know kind of tell your own story say like yeah I changed careers I'm a new mom and my kids were allergic to this skincare stuff so I started from scratch and now I'm here and I'm building my business and I quit my job and so we're coming with some great stuff and so we would love to tell you more once we're ready to launch. That type of thing where you're just kind of you have a story to tell and they know it's coming and and they might be interested because you know the big brands especially for black outlets, I think they actually love the people stories, especially if it's a black person mm-hmm. coming and saying, like, this is my story and, and and coming correct. Like, don't just kind of, like, send any old thing. Like, you have to kind of, like, once you're ready, come correct. You know, send products. And then also understanding that as a small business, if you do get coverage in, say, a Essence or, you know, a large-scale outlet like that, the orders are going to come in. So you have to be able to Service that Mm -hmm. because you can't make essence look bad and say, you guys recommended this person and I placed this order and then I, you know, I didn't get my stuff. Right. You know, that type of stuff. So it's, it's also understanding that, okay, if you get that PR, especially in this large outlet, are you ready for that?
0: Right, absolutely, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, Because everybody says, you know, they come to me and they're like, "Oh, well, yeah, you know, I want to be on the Today Show," and I'm like, "Do you know how many people watch the Today Show? (laughs) Do you know what kind of response you're going to get from the Today Show?" Yeah, and you Mm -hmm. know, part of our uh, you know media training is also preparing them. Like you said, if those when those orders come flooding in, can you handle that? Right, you know, logistically, can you handle it? Absolutely, Mm -hmm. because you know it's going to happen, and knowing which outlets to target um, everybody wants to go to the big media exactly when realistically sometimes small local media mm-hmm. will serve you better
1: better even influencers now Absolutely. like literally if you're you know the, what they call they have micro and nano influencers mm-hmm. um, so these are people with fewer than say 5,000 followers but they have a good following and people who you know who follow their opinion who love you know especially like local influencers if you're a smaller business in a certain city and there are influencers who are in Nashville who are doing big things they're fashion influencer or they're a beauty and there's so many categories food you yeah. know so if you're a restaurant owner invite them to your restaurant mm-hmm. have like a little influencer night at your restaurant because if they show themselves in that spot like oh this place is so cute you're gonna get more people the next right. day you know Absolutely. like think about it that way at scale mm-hmm. like think about the scale that you're at and and the attention that you want, and if you're just kind of slowly building up, definitely look at influencers. Definitely look at local media. You know, definitely kind of start where you are and then grow from there. Right, because if you go from zero to 100 and you can't
0: handle it, that does not bode well for your business, no, you know, and not. now you have all these people coming into your restaurant and the service is bad and you run exactly. out of food and, right. you know, and then, you know, and, and like they always say, if somebody likes something, they tell three friends. If they don't like it, they tell 3000. They on Yelp So <laughs> tomorrow. Yes, exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. So you have to definitely keep in mind the scale of your business mm-hmm. and, you know, kind of take baby steps, so to speak. So. Right. Okay, that, that is awesome. This is this is great. So, you know, I know a lot of business owners, you know, when they first start out, you know, they're small business owners. They, they're starting as entrepreneurs and building these businesses. They don't really consider PR. Um, you know, I've even had some, I've had some clients that have wanted to work with me in the past and, you know, decided they didn't have it in their budget. I recently had an event um, about a month or so ago, a small workshop. And I said, well, you know, if they didn't have it in their budget to work with me on a one-on-one basis, this workshop would be great for them. Well, it, it turns out that had been maybe six months had passed. I went to the business to tell them about the event and to personally invite them. They were closed. It was like the business was gone. I, uh-huh. You know, I, I walked up, and I'm like, okay, this isn't it. And I knocked on the door, and the lady's like, oh, no, this is a daycare center now. They went out of business <laughs> oh my months gosh. ago. And I'm like, Oh, my gosh. So I think a lot of times business owners don't really understand how important PR is. So even mm-hmm. if you cannot, you know, hire a Golan, you know, right, or a Flowers, or you know, mm-hmm. a Burrell, what are some things that they can do on a smaller scale to, you know,
1: still get that visibility and that publicity? Mm-hmm. But if they don't have a large budget, a a lot of this stuff can be DIY. Your social media is kind of like your best friend, I think. So because you control, you control what you're putting out there. So if, if you have the savvy or even, you know, the money to hire someone who's like a digital strategist to kind of help you get your Instagram and Facebook and all that stuff going, because that's where the people are. And so you want to get people to follow you and engage with your content and, um, you know, engage with your brand, because that's kind of, that's, it's 2020. That's where, that's what people, that's what has our attention. Right. Um, and you control that message. Um, and so I would say that I would say if you, some, um, some PR people have, uh, what they call, I guess, a toolkit. And so if you don't have the budget or the desire for a full, you know, agency or publicist, you can say like, I just want like can somebody like develop for me like a media list of contacts that I can kind of build relationships with maybe some messaging so that I under you know get clear about what your message is what's your brand your story your message your talking points so that you kind of hit those all the time constantly so people don't question people know who you are Mm -hmm. and then um maybe a Press release, or you know, just certain documents that you just have in your back pocket at all times, so they can kind of develop that for you on a one time basis, okay, give that to you, and then you just have that at the ready, so that you know, when you're reaching out, you have like a list of 10, 20 local media contacts to say, Hey, I'm having an open house, or I'm having a, a pop up over it over here, you know, and then also those types of things, like go where the people are, so if there's like a festival, if there's a Um, you know, Chicago, the summer is, is popping with festivals, go to, you know, the, the renegade fair and silver room block party and just kind of like be there with your, if you have a product, if you have a brand, if you have a, um, I don't know, books, whatever it may be, just kind of be a vendor at those types of places and kind of go where they are Okay, um, to kind of keep your, put your name out there.
0: Okay. Right. You want
1: to stay in front of
0: the people, go where they are, as you said.
1: Yeah, if if it's possible for your business.
0: Right. Okay, so you don't necessarily have to have a large budget. So there's no excuse, everybody out there who's listening, there's no excuse for you to not have a PR strategy, even if you do not have a large budget. A lot of these things you can start small, you Mm -hmm. can do on your own. And social media is, I mean, the way it's growing, I mean, even, you know, it used to be, oh, well, that was a young person's medium, Mm -mm. and really it's not everybody, you know, whether you're a designer. Or a dentist. You That's know, right. Everybody, everybody, you know, can take advantage of that, mm-hmm. of, you know, of that social media platform. That That is amazing. That's good to know. And then should they, thank you, Malcolm. Should they have, um, I know that there are some companies, I, I would imagine larger companies that have their own in-house PR departments. Do mm-hmm. they also
1: work with outside firms? Yeah. Or they do, okay. A lot of them will... Hire these firms for to kind of do the legwork, like the the in-house departments. It might be a team of five or ten, and so they'll have an agency to do all the actual, um, the actual pitching, the actual getting, you know, recap reports and all the kind of tedious things that are not quite as fun. But they have their own um, in the hierarchy, kind of things to do where it could be one company has several different brands or several different launches. So they have to kind of develop the strategy and they're reporting to their CEOs and board directors all these results and stuff. So they're kind of, they can be the middleman and I know a lot of it falls on them. Like we got to make sure that this hits because they are looking at me. You know, if you work at Pepsi, you have Gatorade and all these other brands underneath. So it's a big job. Um, And so they will hire agencies to kind of, okay, for, you know, For Tropicana, we're going to be doing this new thing for, you know, breakfast. And so go and do the whole strategy. And I should disclaimer, they're not a client. I'm just giving an example. (laughs) Um, But yeah, they, you know, so they, a lot of, especially the bigger companies, they have several brands or even if it's just McDonald's, they have several uh, products that they want to promote at different times of the year and different, you know, so they all have different strategies and different approaches so they will have, you know, different brand managers, they call them, that they report to and work with. Mm-hmm. And so then they'll they'll bring us in to say, like, okay, this is what we want to do, execute it.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't even aware that that's how that worked. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. So in terms of when you have, when you work with a client, how do you measure results? Um, you
1: know, what is your... I'm, I'm assuming there's a lot of analytics and metrics yes. involved. It's an ongoing conversation. It really depends on the client. Um, you know, we have Walmart, which is a huge client and a, a very large um, demands on your time. And, you know, they require a lot because they're probably the largest brand in the world, I'm right. going to say, besides McDonald's. Right. But they, um, for them, you know, for them, it might just be like, how many story places did we get Um, within from this time to this time this year versus this time to this time last year what does that look like or some people are still doing impressions but that's becoming more and more obsolete just impressions alone just like to say oh we got a placement in these outlets and it has this much circulation so we got five million impressions go us because now they want to also see well what did the story say did our message pull through? Come through? Did they talk about what we wanted them to talk about, or is it just a, a mention of McDonald's in one story, and we're counting that? You know, so okay. it's more about quality. Uh, it's becoming more qualitative, as far as like how does the story look? Is it positive in tone? Is it negative? Is it neutral? Um, and then social is a part of that as well. Did the influencer who posted about our brand what was the engagement like? What are people saying in the comments? How many likes did it get? You know, versus their own post. That's not an ad, you know. So okay. it's it's it fluctuates based on the client because depends on how they report to their teams. Some people want to see impressions exactly. You know, they're very precise with how many impressions did we get. Or some people are like, I don't don't tell me about impressions. I don't want to hear about them. I want to know how many stories and what outlets, how many times, and what's the tone and what was our message pull through. Okay. So it literally. It could be, it's, it's an ongoing conversation. It really, there's no one answer to that question. Right. It depends on the client. It depends on the time of year, and it depends on what they want to know and why they Now, with,
0: know. with a client like that, say, for example, you know, a major, you know, a Walmart or a McDonald's, mm-hmm. I mean, who hasn't heard of McDonald's? Who hasn't heard of Walmart? Why would you think that they need PR? Everybody knows what McDonald's is. Everybody
1: knows what Walmart is. Mm-hmm. So why do they need PR? everybody needs PR. I think that they need PR because the, the competition is stiff. If you think about Amazon, you know, they're out there. And so Walmart has to kind of keep their position, number one, um, and let people know they're, they're always, um, I don't want to say enhancing, but they're innovating. So from grocery pickup to, cause they're competing with the Amazons of the world now who are more tech based and more online. So they're mm. trying to, strengthen their dot-com services and that type of stuff. Um, so we have to know about that. If we don't know right. that Walmart has a new uh, new refreshed baby department, we don't know to go shop there for baby stuff. Okay. Or, you know, it might just – if you have, like, one thought in your mind of what Walmart is and they're trying to change their perception and they're always trying to kind of improve, that's why we need PR because right. – you know, some people do have a perception of like, oh, I don't like Walmart. A little, right. you know, like, Right. And they're always trying to improve that and improve their in-store experience. And so they might say like, okay, now all the stores have this feature that makes it easier for you to check out faster or whatever it is. So they have to always have PR because they always have new messages to report. Same with McDonald's. They always have. They might have a limited-time offer, uh, you know, a short-term. We have chocolate swirl ice cream just for these months. Right, okay. They want to let the the world know. Or they might have this promotion where if you're, you know, if you try the the Monopoly or, you know, even the um, Shamrock Shake, it comes out every year at the same time. This year it has Oreo in it.
0: Which my son loves. Oh, did you hear that? (laughs) Oreo in the Shamrock (laughs) Shakes, (laughs) Malcolm. Exactly. (laughs) So that, so that so how do, how do you how does that come across in uh, say a story versus an ad because to mm-hmm. me that sounds like an ad okay you have a shamrock shake exactly okay, that's an advertisement how do you turn that into a story into something that the media is interested in right so
1: typically with that we'll do um, maybe a spokesperson or some kind of initiative that will that impacts the audience. So, it'll say, like, oh, if you go into the stores from this time to this time, you can get a uh, buy one, get one free. That will galvanize people. And that's like, oh, you need to know that. If you guys like a Shamrock Shake, you might want to go today. So, they'll write a story about that part of it or the new Oreo in it. It's like, oh, I, I went and tried it. A lot of people do that kind of story. Like, McDonald's has a new Shamrock Shake, and I want to try it, and here's what I thought. Okay. Or, um, you know, kind of people kind of make it their own. But a lot of times we try to do something that, Aside from the actual just announcement, like I mentioned, the Big Mac part, the Mac coin was a story in there, not the Big Mac. The Big Mac is a Big Mac is a Big Mac. Right. But the story around it is usually what makes media interested. Um, There was another one that they did, a Bling Mac, and they worked with a high-end jewelry designer to make a Big Mac ring, one ring. (laughs) <laughs> One, like, a very expensive Big Mac piece of jewelry or something. Oh my gosh. And that was the story. I think that story we got in Vogue. You know what I mean? It still
0: has something.
1: So those types of things. It's really, like, the activity around, okay, the Big Mac's back. Or, you know, there's a new 12-piece chicken nugget. There is not. I'm, you know, just <laughs> right. give an example. But that's the ad. But the story is something usually around that. Or okay. we have a spokesperson who, oh, we got Kevin Hart who's going to be our chicken nugget ambassador or whatever, you know, whatever it is, sure, like right. those types of things to get media to care, to talk like, why would Kevin Hart be right? You know, yeah,
0: absolutely. It's like whenever you get a celebrity involved in a brand media is interest, right? You know, instantly interested, you know, right. I mean, the, you know, now they can have Kevin Hart come into the studio and, you know, he can engage with exactly, you know, right. the
1: local talk show hosts and, you know, crack a few jokes and right. it's talk and about, and, oh, my kids love chicken nuggets. So when right. they called, I was like, sure, you know, whatever it whatever it is to kind of tie that the brand to the celebrity and the celebrity to pop culture right because that's what their audience wants oh to, absolutely to hear about. yeah
0: absolutely that is that is amazing so even if you are a small business and you cannot hire Kevin Hart exactly. uh, you still <laughs> have to make PR a part of your business strategy mm-hmm. it is crucial mm-hmm. um, if you want to survive in this you know a thriving economy there is there's money out there to be made, but you have to make sure that your message stays in front of your audience. That's right. You and your audience can that.
1: be very niche. You know, it doesn't have to be Walmart. It can be very I want to reach, you know, new moms in Chicago who are talking about this. There are influencers for that. Oh, there absolutely. are people who can help support your message if you're and and reach your audience. Right. So you can very much keep it if you want your business to stay small, you can do that, but make sure that your constantly talking to your audience because there's so much out there that not to say they'll forget, but they can forget, you know, because you get bombarded with messages from everybody else. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you you can forget. even a newsletter is PR. If you have people come and sign up on your website, send them a newsletter once a month say, this is what we're up to. You know, we have this in the store. That's PR, right? All of that, right. Stay in front of them. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Stay in touch. This has been amazing.
0: This is great. So, you know, I hope that all of our listeners have been taking notes go back listen to this again get your pen and your notepad because this is really crucial information that you need to keep your business afloat we want to see you succeed there's more than enough for everybody to go around and mm-hmm. you know as you grow our community grows you know and our economy grows and so it's it's helpful for everybody so make pr a part of your plan don't make it a you know, happenstance, last minute, throw it together. It has to be mapped out. It has to be planned out. And you know that's why it's such a growing and booming industry because it's it's important. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for taking the time to come into the studio and talk with us today. We gotta have you back. This is great. This I'd is love amazing. To come back. <laughs> and for all of you guys listening, if you like this podcast more than a soundbite, please make sure that you subscribe. That you tell other people about it because then that helps other people to find it. And again, we all grow, right? When Mm -hmm. I go up, we all go up. So thank you, Siobhan Nash. You're amazing. We definitely have to have you back. So again, thank you for everybody for listening. (laughs) We just ask that you would uh, go to our website, stayreadymedia.com, and check out our masterclass. We have a bunch of other tools and resources there for you to help you grow your business, to get visibility and more exposure. And until
1: next time, be more than a soundbite.